30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your host with the most, the sweet tea of the nerdy South, the Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. And of course, joined by the co-host, the podfather of 30 and Nerdy, the juice is loose, people. He's freshly squeezed. He's the doctor of nerdonomics, Josh Davis. Watch out. What's up, Doc? Hey, man. Hey, everybody. And yes, I am in the Fortress of Nerditude, not the Fortress of Grodiness, as our friend Argyle would say. How's, how's, how's things? Good, Since man. I just, got, I, I just got back from a, almost a week-long trip to lovely Edisto Beach. How, uh, our, the trip started out a little rough because yeah. my little daughter came home from her grandma's house she was kind of a little pitiful and oh daddy i'm tired and i don't feel good i said well what's wrong i don't know so she tested positive for covid uh this is the day before we're supposed to go to the beach and uh lo and behold like the next day that evening she perks up no fever totally herself everything's cool uh we went on to the to the beach and everything was cool and it's turned out great so far so dodged a bullet on that um be back here although i will say uh, i'm a little concerned tyler because while we were at the the beach house when we would come home from the beach and everything and just sort of chill we would put netflix on for emma and sing two is on netflix right and so, like, we all had the song stuck in our heads and this all weekend, you know, and there's this part where there's, like, a big audition medley. Have you seen Sing 2 yet? Oh, it's outstanding. You really got to check it out. I'm being totally serious. I'm like, weird about The sequel. soundtrack for Sing 2, the soundtrack, let me tell you, the soundtrack, it's a banger. You got to check here's it out. Thing. So they do here's the thing. Here's what? the thing. I'm not a Bono or U2 fan. Well, that's okay. You will be. <laughs> oh okay no i mean no it's even if you don't like those parts i think you'd still enjoy it 
Okay. It's really good. So anyway, there's this audition medley part in the middle. It features all sorts of songs like you used to call me on my cell phone yeah. and all this stuff. And there's this song about cake by the ocean, which, you know, is a that's a drink that they do at Tennessee Legend Distillery as well. Right. Which is why so, the song was written is what I, I was told. I was told the, the song was written based off the drink that Elena created at work. So that's what I was. Shout talking. out. Shout out to Elena. I happen to know her as well. She's uh, she's a, a lovely young lady. Uh, so um, anyway, the Cake by the Ocean song is like the highlight of the audition medley. These flamingos have these dazzling costumes on and they do like a big dance number on skates and they're singing, go crazy, crazy, da, da, you know, all that. So like, I don't know this song. Apparently it's like forever years old and I'm yes. not hip with the, stu- the the stuff that the kids do. I'm like, hey, this song's pretty catchy, right? So we play it on my Amazon music. And actually it's a really ah, filthy song. Yes. Full of like curse words and terrible things, right? Well, innuendo is... Yeah. yeah. Well, the song is about sex on the beach. Yes. Apparently. Yes. So anyway, I don't, I don't know this at the time. I've never heard this song before. I don't <laughs> listen to the radio. I mean, look at me. So all of a sudden we hear this part in the song, like in the, in the clean version, it says, go crazy, crazy. Yes. In the unedited version, it says, go effing crazy. But yes. It yes, it effing, if you catch my drift. Yes. So today in the car, we're driving down the highway and Emma starts singing the cake by the ocean song and here we go go effing crazy her but mother say me for talking about this she did not and i was like she said mm-hmm. it the f dash dash I dash word fudge yeah so we were like no that's not how it goes emma it's go crazy crazy right so we're working on that and, and the best news of it all is she starts pre-k like next week so we got that much time to, to, to break her to cleanse her the cake by the ocean uh, how are you oh well you know uh it was a busy weekend no one's uh first community um fundraiser for uh chattanooga chattanooga academy uh went fantastically um there was like something like 25 teams, like 60 people were playing. And like we had this big raffle and all these prizes that were donated. A huge shout out to um, one of our sponsors, Tennessee Legend Distillery. They uh, donated a bunch of the non-alcoholic variety stuff because it is for a school. So yeah. we couldn't have alcohol. Um, also to call your family restaurant group in Sevierville, as well as Ripley's. They donated uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, and a huge shout out to Robert Kalina, who helped me uh, connect with those people that I needed to connect with to get those donations. Um, and donations from all over the place. Uh, it was just such a successful weekend. Seeing like the entire family and friends of Nolan's just show up in Chattanooga with their CACS shirts and just working. It was 99 degrees. The heat index was 104. Literally the hottest day we'd have all year. <laughs> and it was insane because from the second we showed up in Chattanooga, we did not get a break from the heat. They set up. We went to the hotel, to the, the VRBO that we got. The AC was broken. 
we slept in 88 degree heat the first night we were there and then got up to 98 degree heat we, we had a lot of a lot of thoughts on the matter um it was <laughs> hot sure you did but we were there for love uh and it was just such a success i mean it exceeded a lot of people's thoughts considering it's the first one and really he used social media and different volleyball groups pages that he's a part of because he was part of the ut men's team so in that time he joined a lot of local volleyball groups and they traveled people traveled from atlanta from from knoxville from outside of chattanooga from i mean there was there was a former semi-pro team from atlanta there and these women were pro athletes and Pretty much all the women were in their own division because they were all former D1 and D2 athletes. So I was like, wow. But it was it was amazing. It was success. I love the city of Chattanooga as it is. Um, it's, a, it's a great city, and it was great to be with everybody. Um, however, uh, <laughs> I got I, I got some some theater kid points deducted this past weekend, and it's going to shock you even more when I tell you why. So, you know, about 10 years ago, we were talking about like, there was rumor of a phantom sequel. Yeah. Love never dies. Okay. Well, I never knew that it got off the ground, let alone came when debuted on the West end. Never, never knew there was an album, never knew the story. Like I apparently lost touch somewhere and, and didn't get the memo that it actually happened. And so <laughs> Maddie played the album for me and I'm listening to it and I'm like, what? They had a kid? When did they have a kid? Yeah. She's like, the point of no return. That's what the song's about. I said, I've seen it on Broadway twice. I've seen the movie a hundred times. They did not have relations during that song. Allegedly. It was insinuated. And I was like, Buh. and they made Ral a drunken bad guy pretty much and like a terrible human being i was like no not, not Raul. Raul's a true love you know all i ask of you i was like what the heck was going through his mind it was baffling to me it really was so i listened to the album and <laughs> it just blew my mind man Probably what would happen, like if if Gene went off with with uh, Wolverine instead of Cyclops, and then Cyclops reacted to it. That's what it would be yeah. like. I was just it blew my mind. She was telling me about the story, and there was a kid, and it was actually yeah. the Phantom's kid. And I was like, oh my "Shame God. on you, Tyler." Okay, how have Shame I gone the last ten years without knowing it got off the ground? I remember when it was rumor, but I I just apparently I lost touch. And I mean, Phantom was like in my top three favorites for the longest time of my life. It's just baffling to me. It baffled me, man. Speaking, speaking of losing touch, it seems like I've lost touch with reality lately with all of the unbelievable things that are happening in the world around us. Like, can you believe it? From all of the news at Comic-Con to the wrestling side of things like Ooh. holy cow the biggest news in wrestling i would say in our lifetime 
this has got to be the number one, maybe with the exception of like the Chris Benoit murders or Owen Hart's death or like any of those tragedy things like this thing is the biggest news of all time in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, and, and we'll, we'll get to that. But for this episode of 30 Nerdy, we've decided that because there is so much to talk about and there's so much going on, we're just going to do like a big extravaganza, like a smorgasbord of topics, if you will, because there's just so incredibly much to cover, right? Absolutely. So I'm excited to catch up with you on all the news because we've really not talked much about the wrestling stuff, uh, the Comic-Con stuff barely at all so i'm really stoked and now you're finally caught up on stranger things so we're going to cover that too right <laughs> yeah so <laughs> finally finally the catch-up of all times so i am i am stoked for this episode my friend absolutely i'm too as you said we got SummerSlam coming up i mean and the really the, the reason we're trying to cover such a mass amount of stuff for this episode is because there's so much more coming down the pipeline <laughs> yeah and you know i've got surgery coming up and that'll put me out for a little bit and um which is why i was racing to get all that painting done at the the house we got because i was like i don't i want it i want it pretty livable it's not like that's where i'm going after surgery i'll have to stay yeah. here for a while to be taken care of while i'm stay with people yeah i gotta stay with people but once i'm at least in the boot i'll probably pretty much be moved in there um so, yeah, the surgery's coming up. Um, I mean, there's so much coming. We, we've got so much going on. Speaking of, we, we just recently had a phenomenal interview um, with David Heenan, the, uh, yes. the founder and head promoter of Fanboy Expo, which is a Comic-Con that started in knoxville tennessee which is so rare to, to think that we would ever say a comic-con style event started in knoxville tennessee i mean you know you hear, you hear com yeah go balls always always go balls um you hear about comic-con you think san diego dragon con new york comic-con uh seattle stuff like that but chicago chicago we have a uh, a Comic-Con-like event, an expo that started in the heart of the nerdy South, right down the road from Neyland Stadium. Go Vols. And we got to speak with the creator of this con, yeah. of this expo. And it was David, so you're, you're awesome. all right with me. I don't care what anybody says about you. So that, 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 um, that interview is out now. Uh, you can listen to it. Uh, the video, the uncut video, will be up uh, in a couple of days on our YouTube channel, uh, along with our uncut video chat with Rev about the boys season three. Um, so don't forget to check that out. And what I mean by uncut is I mean we some things we cut in audio for time or, you know, for if we get on little tangents and stuff like that. Some things don't that may not be on topic. And I got to tell you, man, for the people to hear. I cut two and a half hours of tangents and just bro talk out of our boys season three episode with the oh, three. Oh yeah, I can imagine. So I cut yeah. so much. I was like, that's not even about what we're talking about. Like we went on, we went on so many <laughs> just bro tangents. I was just like, I'm so excited for Logan to get up here and for the three of us uh, to be together. So I know, can't man. wait. Love mm -hmm. you, Logan. Can't wait to see you. 
but speaking of fanboy, uh, what you'll hear in the interview is uh, we are emceeing the cosplay contest, yeah. uh, which we are extremely, uh, it's like uh, butterflies, nervous excitement. Yeah. Uh, we've got this in us. We've talked countlessly about being in the theater world. I mean, so the hosting part won't be a problem. The problem will be pronouncing some of the characters that we may not know, especially anime. Uh, which he, David even said, oh, you'll mess up. I mess up. He's like, I don't watch anime. So he's like, some you of the, don't mess up. So Some of the anime fans are going to look at us like we've got flaming turds singing out of our mouths. Yeah. They're going to be disgusted with us. I'm sorry in advance. Um, we will do our best. Yeah, and the other problem is going to have to keep us uh, from, from embarrassing bias? ourselves. Well, bias. Yeah. Being like, like someone shows up in like a really cool like uh, Spider-Man deal and I'm going to be like flipping out and I got to try yeah. to keep my composure. I'm thinking I'm more of like if someone has completely built and walks on as like Bumblebee. I'm I, I'll be I'll have to keep myself from going. Well, good luck at following that. <laughs> Everybody else tap out. Go ahead. Just tap out. Throw in the towel. So the one thing that I'm like and this goes with a story. What, this this will hint towards what you're going to have to worry about emceeing with me. So the other day, uh, while I was at the grocery store, uh, mom texted and said to make sure that I brought home six cans of Sprite. And stupid me, when I got home, I realized I had picked seven up. <laughs> Yesterday, um, Madison told me that that I reminded her of a flamingo. It took me a second, and I got so angry okay, uh, that I had to put my foot down. <laughs> that's oh, what man. the that's what the audience is going to have to worry about. Hey, you know what Java the Hut's middle name is? What the? <laughs> <laughs> So like, I hope somebody's dressed up as Jabba at the fanboys. So, so yeah, definitely use that one. For someone who doesn't have kids, I major in in father jokes. If you can't tell, I love them. I love them. Like last year, I won an award at work for best secret keeper, and I can't tell you how much it meant. I'm very oh, sorry man. to the listeners right now. But did you hear? Excited. Did you hear about? About the Mexican train robber, though, it no. was a locomotive. <laughs> Dad jokes all around. So you got to insert were, some. You, they didn't know they gotta, were tuning into an episode chock full of father jokes. You got to insert some. Did you? In yeah, yeah, absolutely. I we're think I think we're excited though. We are we've very excited. We are very absolutely. thankful that David took the time to sit down with us. Um, we're looking forward to the panels, to the, the celebrity guests, to the artists that are going to be there. I mean, the cast of Avatar is going to be there. We just said we're not really into the anime world, but when you're in the anime world, Avatar is like... Big deal. A big deal. It's like the measuring stick for a lot of people. So if you're in the driving distance, August 5th through 7th, Knoxville Convention Center, Fanboy Expo Knoxville, be there. Or we will catch you on another time. 
So and just added new addition, Corey Feldman's going to be there. Corey Feldman, Lost Boys, yeah. Goonies. We're talking mm-hmm. the Goonies kids. Yeah. So get get out there. Other than the costume contest, what are you most excited about? I am excited about meeting people because as attendees of not just this event, but other cons, the foot traffic that walks past and like just people who stop and talk to what booths yeah. are, you know, what are you guys or blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm excited. We're going to have stuff to give out. Um, we're we're going to be talking to people, interviewing people, um, especially if you walk, walk across and you are just a phenomenal, if you look exactly like Geralt of Rivia, I'm going to talk to you. And I'm gonna get your story. So we're gonna be, you know, we we may have some uh, people make a little special guest appearance on the show too when they when they show up. Absolutely, you know, do some some live uh, live stuff. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. like we want to talk to you all attending and get your you know experience how your weekend's been. Also, if you are gonna be there, don't forget Saturday night VIP party in Market Square. The gigawatts band is going to be there playing it's going to be a great time the 30 and podcast is going to be there we can't wait to meet everybody juice what are you Maybe most we'll, excited about we'll, we'll do some live streaming of all that stuff too all right i am most excited about the little house on the prairie q a panel no i'm just kidding not really, <laughs> not really. respect to little house on the prairie but no I, I i don't know anything about that uh, so I'm really excited about the fact that there's going to be a Star Wars panel because there's going to be some actors from The Mandalorian there. Carrie Jones, who played uh, uh, Chris, uh, I can't pronounce his name, the Wookiee and, Man- uh, and Boba Fett, Chris, Chris Tan or whatever. Oh, uh, he's going to be there. Dorian, uh, yes, Dorian uh, Kinji, who played uh, uh, Cad Bane in mm. Book of Boba Fett. And then sure. Barry Lowen, who uh, he plays Mandalorian. I mean, he's the, yeah, he's the, the guy behind the helmet Yeah, when it's when it's not the man himself. So I'm excited to go to that panel because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good stories and, you know, talking about just the process of making a Star Wars show, which is a pretty new thing, if you think about it, other than yeah. uh, the animated stuff. So, like, I just want to hear their perspective on it and, and hear them talk about the experience. And um, also... There's another thing we're excited about. There's a panel following that. Let me get back to the events here. I'm on the uh, fanboyexpo.com website, just for anybody who's listening, where you can check out the list of all of the guests who are going to be there. Um, all of the Comic-Con artists, uh, the art, sorry, the comic artists, uh, the uh, exhibitors, the photo ops, all that stuff. So I'm looking at the schedule where we've got a list of all the panels. And uh, right after the Star Wars panel is going to be a Boondock Saints panel. And Boondock Saints is probably in my top 20. So I definitely want to check that out. Uh, I'm excited about so much, man. I mean, you know, we're going to get to work the booth. We're going to get to walk around and meet people. We're going to get to MC this contest. We're going to get to do so much. Uh, we're going to cosplay one day that we're not having to work anything. So either Friday night or Sunday. Uh, we don't know what yet. It might not really be like a, a team thing. It might just be our kind of old thing. But whatever, whatever we choose to do, it's going to be so maybe, much fun. 
maybe we should be Jabba the Hutt. Like, I'll be Jabba, and you can be like the tail. Yeah, sure. Or you could be you could be Leia in the bikini. Okay, I like yeah. that idea more. solo. Yeah, yeah. And I just have Nailed to stare it. and lay and, and and look sexy. And, yeah, flip your hair around, you know. Yeah. yeah. You got it. You got it. And I'll just, like, wear a bunch of pillows. and Yeah. It'll work out. It'll All work right. Out. You, we can, you can roll me around on a cart. Yeah, put this in the books because it's happening. <laughs> Can't wait for the pictures. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to win the cosplay contest while I'm seeing. <laughs> you better believe it, boy. All right, but yes, you can tell we're extremely excited. We're going to step away for a little bit, take a quick break. Uh, you're going to hear some of our sponsors, and when we come back, we've got so much talk to talk about. It's a nerd stravaganza here in the yes. summer season, and we will get to that when more 30 and Nerdy Podcast returns. They're creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky, and they're coming to Encore Theatrical Company this October. The Adams Family, a comical feast that embraces the wackiness in every family, features an original story, and it's every father's nightmare. Wednesday Adams, the ultimate princess of darkness, has grown up and fallen in love with a sweet, smart young man from a respectable family, a man her parents have never met. And if that wasn't upsetting enough, Wednesday confides in her father and begs him not to tell her mother. Now, Gomez Adams must do something he's never done before. Keep a secret from his beloved wife, Morticia. Everything will change for the whole family on the fateful night they host a dinner for Wednesday's normal boyfriend and his parents. The Adams Family, the next installment in Encore's Young Star series, runs October 7th through the 16th at Encore's new home at Oak Tree Plaza, 1570 Buffalo Trail in Morristown, Tennessee. For tickets to this show or season tickets for the remainder of this season, go to etcplays.org or call 423-813-8331. Encore Theatrical Company believes in the power of the arts, and if you come check out what Encore has to offer, we're certain you will too, because it's not just theater, it's Encore. What's up, nerds? This is Rich from the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and you're listening to our Council of Nerds brethren, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Of course, when you're done with this awesome podcast, you can check out the Three Fat Nerd Podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. And if you want all your information about what we do over there, you can visit 8122productions.com. Now let's get back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And we're back, nerds and nerdettes. We are here to talk about pretty much a smorgasbord of topics going on in this summer season. It is pretty much the been the the season of the summer of stream, if you will, pretty much like a, a spinoff of the Stream Wars episode, kind of. So the first thing I want to discuss is Stranger Things. It's still the most watched thing in the world right now. Um, Praise the Lord. You're finally caught up on that. You're, you are not allowed to go on family vacation during these Obi-Wan was happening. Stranger Things was happening. Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, boys, everything was happening all at once. And here you go, just gallivanting around, leaving me to experience all this stuff on my own. 
I know, man. Travesty. It was a travesty. Anyway. But, man, what can I say? This season was good. Um, you know, I have some qualms. I'm going to uh, – first, I'm going to ask you a question. All right. If I were to describe to you a, <clears throat> a tough, uh, handsome gentleman who works with kids, has a robin, and has a rich family, and has a thing for bats, who do you think I'd be describing? Why, that would be uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Oh, no, Steve Harrington. No. Well, of course. Yeah, King Steve. Yeah, I, I just want to say for the record that I am very happy that I was wrong in my prediction. We talked about Stranger Things. I guess actually it was Logan and, and I who talked about it. I think you weren't you weren't on that one. Yeah, I wasn't caught up. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so we did some Stranger Things talking, and I was like, you know, I really think that uh, uh, Steve is not going to make it. I just really had a feeling. And you said at some point, oh, no, I think it's going to be uh, Eddie because it's always the new person. Oh, it's the curse. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that you were right and I was wrong. But at the same time, I'm so angry that you were right because I, I love Steve and I'm glad we've still got him. I am not convinced that we won't lose him next season, but at the same time, I'm feeling like it might be a little too obvious now. Like, oh, I got this whole vision of my future, and I see you there, and we've got kids and all this stuff. Do we? Is he going to get that happy ending? I could see them pulling that away from him, uh, but then again, that's like the obvious choice. So, so why do you think they go that route and take her away from Jonathan? I don't know, just maybe for the sake of coming full circle, because the show started out with the, you know, the attraction between Steve and Nancy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I think that most people like Steve a lot more than Jonathan. Like, oh, I'd agree. It's like a lot of the fans are kind of about really all of the buyers family. Yeah. Which not not really the case for me. I especially love Winona Ryder. She's one of my favorites. Um. And I like I like Will, the brother Jonathan. Eh, I could take him or leave him. Uh, but as yeah. far as why, like I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I I really have practically no predictions. I'm just like along for the ride. I'm totally bought in. After that ending, dude, that epic, intense, looming sort of feeling of you know the storm over the city and all of just standing there and, and looking at this big approaching storm like giving you this sense of huge big things are coming what a bill a war you know and i think we, we oh, yeah. i called that i said this is going to end badly like war is coming to hawkins and they're not going to yeah win. you did they're not going to win this because vecna's injured but he needs a new host. And I've been saying most of the season, Will's the new host. He's got to be. He's just like Henry. He's awkward. He's lonely. He had a terrible haircut. And different. <laughs> he's connected to him. Like, he feels yeah. his presence. Like, as soon as he came back in uh, Hawkins and he was in the vicinity of the Vecna, you know, yeah. the hairs were standing up. So... Uh, maybe you're right. You and could I be think right. that uh, I think uh, 
I think my only qualms were one, I didn't like seeing Vecna so much early on. I think I've spoken to that too. Like it's the jaws and I've, I speak this about anything in horror. You've heard me say it. Um, it's the jaws effect. The less you see, the more your mind plays games and the scarier it actually is. The more they like the feet at the stall in the first episode was the scariest thing. When Chrissy was getting haunted, I was like, oh, my God. But you the know. more we saw Vecna, the less scary he was to me. My other yeah. qualm was I wish that the reunion with Hopper and all that stuff was bigger. I wish, like, it wasn't just him walking into the room saying, hey, kid. I wish it was him walking up to the cabin and all of them just like, <gasps> you know, because they think he's oh, dead. I, I, no, I disagree. I think it had to be them. I had to think I, it had to be a moment that just the two of them shared initially. And I get it. And I didn't hate the moment. I just thought that it sh- would work bigger. Because uh, here's here's what I put in my notes for that moment. These are my live notes uh, as watching it. I put Hopper Eleven reunion, and then I put the emoji with the little smiley and the hearts all around it because yeah. I just felt the love. It was it was all well performed. Can, I, can we revisit the Vecna thing for just a second? Absolutely. I am wondering, the, the Will theory, I really like that. And I think that's, that's probably going to have to be it. Because obviously, Will is becoming prominent again because of how it ended. Like him feeling it and the hair is coming up. And what else can he do? Like, how else can he be a part of the story other than just like, oh, I feel him. I feel him. Unless it's this. But didn't the Vecna talk about like he wanted to become something higher, you know, better than having like a mortal form and stuff like he, yeah. he wanted to become something more than that. So I was wondering, like, was he not going to take some new form, not a physical form? Like maybe he sort of becomes one with the dark matter and with the uh, the, the, so- what's the mind flare. Even though I don't play a lot of D&D, I know a lot about the stories and the lore of D&D. Okay. In the game of Dungeons and Dragons, and if you follow, if they really follow the lore really well, Kaz, who Eddie kind of portrays, emulates, blah, 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 gets attacked by the bats. The same thing happens with the character of Kaz, and he's turned into a vampire for Vecna. When he eventually turns on Vecna and turns good, and dies killing Vecna. The Demogorgons are lower level creatures in the game, but Vecna's not the strongest character in the game. In the game, the three-headed red dragon, I can't remember its name, is the strongest character. So I do think following your theory, this entity, this evil, will take the form of something more ethereal. And as opposed to like a squishy humanoid, you know, Grinch without green skin looking character. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I also another qualm, if you watch it with subtitles, it is the worst thing ever, especially if you don't like the M word, because the subtitles would say squelching blankly. Nice. Yes. Blankly, which squelch. It's not a word that sets me off, but I'm just like, what a disgusting that's, word. That's way worse. 
What a disgusting word. Okay, and the, let's like stop. go back and watch this entire season with subtitles. Let's let's put it to the test, okay? Moist band-aid, squelchy band-aid. <laughs> I think that's worse. Yeah, squelch might be worse. But the subtitles are terrible, man. Squelch is a word that you can not only hear, but you can feel that word. Like you, you can do feel, both. Moist yeah. is just moist is just one you can feel. You yeah. know, you can't you can't hear. Moist, you can hear. Terrible. It's disgusting. So my hat's off to the people who do the subtitles for Stranger Things season four because. Not only did the show make me eerie at sometimes, reading your subtitles when I couldn't hear certain <laughs> things. Also, I found out this last weekend, I am, it is going to be the first thing to go is my hair. I can't hear a lot much more anymore. Welcome, um, to, the, welcome to the club. It, it, it sucks. I think we are definitely going to have to lose some people next season. Yeah, more I agree. People, main characters. I don't you know, think everybody's getting happy endings. They've really gone with the the heartbreak here uh, a couple times. Like Eddie, really heartbreaking, right? Because he everybody loved Eddie. Yeah. What else? I mean, well, Dustin I knew, would be a major loss. I knew Brenner was going to die because because he follows the curse of the bees. Barb, oh, uh, yeah, Billy Brenner. We we yeah. knew. I figured that, that Brenner was going to die. I mean, technically, he was still breathing when the camera turned hand away so we'll see and oh, i don't no. think that sam's dead i think the government has abducted sam the general the mean general guy mm-hmm. i think that poor stoner bro chacho's world is about to get rocked because he thinks the little things he's seen on his way to hawkins was wild he's just gonna be like dude i i don't think the the purple surprise is going to be able to to help this man like i don't think what all right so this is the ending i'm going to spoil the ending for everybody i've been in touch with the duffer brothers okay. i've been in touch with netflix okay so stop now <laughs> if yeah. you don't want to hear it yeah all right so the ending the last scene of stranger things argyle wakes up in the hospital <laughs> and <laughs> He had nightmares from a mixture of the purple kush and some fungus that was on the pineapple at Surfer Boy Pizza because they make everything fresh at Surfer Boy Pizza except the pineapple, which comes from a can. So the the whole thing was just a big dream that he had after eating a bad pizza. Yeah. Smoking some. Don't deny until you try, bro, Chacho. But I I think it was a great season. Um, It's not my favorite season. I think it's most people's probably least or second least favorite season yeah i've seen some people just who completely hated it i i ended up liking it a lot more with the final two episodes once those components were added in it really raised the bar for me a lot season three i just really 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 loved so it was hard to beat for me but they're really neck and neck because eddie playing master of the puppets that was That was such a great moment. So um, the the metalhead in me was freaking oh, yeah. out. Uh, and just that. that whole farewell, I love you, man, which was totally improv by him. Um, I didn't run this time. Like, yeah, heart wrenching oh, thing, dude. And I'm what's the kid's name? Gavin, Dustin, Dustin. What's his name? Yeah, but what's his real name? Oh, Gaten. 
Gayton, not Gavin. Sorry, Gayton. This kid has such a right future. Like, can you imagine? He's going on Broadway uh, again to play uh, in in Dear Evan Hansen. And his performance in that moment when he was saying goodbye to Eddie. And then again, when he spoke to the uncle and like gave him closure and stuff like this kid is so dang good. I can't wait to see not just him. And I've said this probably every time we've talked about Stranger Things. Yeah. All of these kids, man, I cannot wait to see what happens with them. And I, I just hope it works out for them. I hope all of them stay on the right track, you know, and that curse of the childhood stardom thing doesn't happen to any of them because all of them are so good. And I want just only the best for all of them. I, think and I also that, want all of them to be in the MCU. Yeah. I think that Sadie Sink got robbed at the Emmys. I think her performances – this season, she played so many ranges of trauma and sad and scared and happy and, and you know, giving in to fighting for her life. And then in the end, the <laughs> the when she's I mean, she died, anything, I'm scared. I can't I'm scared, Lucas. I yeah. can't see. Oh, God. And then she and then she died. I mean, yeah. When he was like her, her heart stopped for a full minute. I felt it. Uh, it was kind of like, how do you feel about the fact that Eleven can just all of a sudden bring people back to life? How do you feel about that? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know about it. You can just bring people back. I think it was more of a maybe she was lost. I don't. I don't know. Or it's like she's the polar opposite of Vecna so much so that anything he does, she can reverse. Maybe. Maybe. You know, they got they. They still have so much explaining to do in their yeah. last season and to say that season five is the last season and the Duffers have said that it's going to be very heavily uh, based in what the upside down is. So we don't have to catch up with anybody. We don't have to see where they're at. We know where everyone's at. They're going to war pretty much. The upside mm-hmm. down is in Hawkins now. So there's not going to be that whole like returning from summer camp or things are rough at school. It's going going into senior year. Yeah, it's going to be full fledged into battle pretty much. And I can't wait. We got to wait two years. As long as Hopper has that Conan the Barbarian sword going into battle, I'll be happy. I hope he brought it with him. I really do. Other than uh, Argyle lines, man, a line that stood out to me so much so that I had to plug it into my notes i piggybacked from a pizza dough freezer (laughs) (laughs) so good so good pizza dough freezer how much uh, you need man (laughs) it was just it was a good season um i didn't really full-fledged like hate anything about it i just i've loved this show i've loved the fact that we've you know there's there's so many times where we say we fall in love with a show that we didn't start when it started, but this is one that we've started. You know, we were there yeah. at the beginning of them, and even though it's a short five seasons, we've gotten to see this whole thing play out from the beginning. And now, what I challenge us to do is we need to go back and watch one through four, and in one, two, and three, catch things. Uh, that may be said now that we yeah yes now, now that, that we, we know, know the connections mm-hmm. yes we definitely need to so any final thoughts on stranger things 
the uh, long epic finale really got me. Uh, this season, I was kind of hot and cold uh, yeah. early on. In the end, they totally pulled me in. What an incredible ending. Like, I had such heightened like emotions and i was just pumped like yes i'm so ready for this uh so i thought it was just masterfully done i can't wait to see what happens next and i think that gosh by that time it'll be like what season six or seven of 30 and nerdy we'll yeah. have to do like a big recap episode on yeah. all the other seasons leading up to the big finale and uh absolutely hopefully we'll get it we'll get it watched early so we can yes be so uh, on top of it kind of shove it all in <laughs> yeah uh but i guess my final thoughts is uh good show uh great show good season uh what really brought it home to me was the character of eddie um the different partnerships and relationships we got to see uh the young adult characters coming to their own like robin and eddie and steve and nancy and all them and the freaking soundtracking of this season. Oh, so Ways version, man, is my new favorite song. And it's one of the few things where I'm like, I would kind of rather listen to because you're technically listening to Journey. It's not yeah. a cover, but you're listening to the Stranger Things remix of Separate Ways. If you notice, though, like when you look up the track on Spotify or Amazon or anything like that, it says Journey and Steve Perry. Yeah. And uh, they're I also speaking love, of separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And of course, running up that hill. Oh, man. Kate Bush is like living the the dream life like, right now. Like, wow. like, oh, yeah. I had some success in the 80s, but, you know, that's whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, number one. Crazy. That song is a banger for real. It really is. And and I got to say, before we close out on Stranger Things, I've seen a lot of hate on uh, social media and all that. Like, oh, you've heard Kate Bush's song because of some Netflix show. Well, I, how people come across a song, who cares? Like, it's, I yeah. would say a lot of the same people. Imagine what the games of Rock Band and Guitar Hero did for yeah people's music like yeah if how they find it bugs you it mm -hmm. shouldn't the fact and that like, they now found it mm -hmm. should make you happy a lot of that happened with metallica too like yeah. oh you know there's people who have been metallica head since the 80s you know like oh yeah i've been listening to metallica my whole life you don't even know what it is like yeah i get that it's important to you and it's sort of like almost offensive that people wouldn't know about it and what a big deal it is until this moment, but they can't help that man. And I'm sure Metallica is thrilled that they're getting a whole Dude, new Metallica generation of fans. Just right? did a whole video of them putting on their Hellfire Club Hellfire shirts. Club shirts. Yeah, I've got. Uh, so when I saw Metallica in September, I made some friends there, and I'm uh, Facebook friends with them, and they're the people who like tour they go with metallica everywhere they yeah. go they're at every show right so they were posting pictures videos they were wearing their health fire club shirts on stage wow that's awesome well and i read something that said uh like yeah the guy that played eddie he did play yeah. that but also uh uh the bassist the bassist son also played with it yeah uh, and former fashion he and i mean and i think that's awesome he took the time to actually learn it instead of saying can someone just dub this over and make me look no he played it he wanted to yeah. play it and, and kudos to him because 
you know, now he's a household name. He's he's immortalized because of the character Eddie. And and that's fantastic. I love that. So enough about Stranger Things. Let's go to a little bit more milder uh, family trauma superheroes. <laughs> uh, the Umbrella Academy, season three. That's right. So we love the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I love the fact that I don't feel like I have to burn through it. I enjoy the Umbrella Academy. But yeah. it, it's one of those things where, like, I don't have to, like, okay, I'm going to watch all of them. I actually, yeah. am, you know. I'm the same. Watching it periodically and not have to burn through it so we can immediately talk about it. Because there's so much to digest in, in different episodes and stuff. And so much fun character stuff. And sometimes I'll watch an episode twice mm-hmm. after I've just watched it. Um, but I enjoyed the season, man. I mean, it in true Umbrella Academy fashion, it opens up with yet another time travel conundrum and mm-hmm. things are effed and there's a whole new apocalypse about to happen, but not just apocalypse, the end of everything. The grandfather paradox, a black hole closing in on itself that will destroy the entire universe. So a little, little more terrible than a nuclear bomb or yeah one explosion in in the city a little bit bigger stakes a little bit bigger stakes great characters i love how each season we've gotten different partnerships different Mm -hmm. pairings to for them to play off of and this season klaus and five being together loved it i love everything that klaus does every season he's my favorite character same he's my favorite Yeah, me too. So Absolutely. What, what, what were some of the moments that stood out to you? The uh, the dance off. Yes. Was great. That was the first episode, I think. And yeah. I know I was the first one who started watching out of uh, our group chat with uh, with Logan. Yeah. And I think I said, like, all right, we're 20 minutes into episode one. And I'm reminded why I love this show so much. It was that moment. It was the dance off. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it Footloose? Yeah, it was Footloose this time. Oh, great. Uh, loved it i really enjoyed uh diego this season and i didn't dislike diego in the previous seasons but he was just like uh oh yeah it's diego whatever i didn't really have as much of an affinity for him i really loved diego this season so he grew on me a lot um maybe it was the the dad component that i latched onto that i'm telling you man that just changes your perspective on everything so um and klaus like you said Klaus is great every episode, every season. Yeah. And I also, I love number five too. So you're right. That's a great pairing. Yeah. That I, kid I, who plays five, he's so good. I cannot stand Allison this season. Could not I've never been Dan. Yeah. Like, I've never I've been, never been a fan of her. But this season, holy crap, did I not like her. Yeah. I guess that's the direction they took her. But oddly, I liked Luther the most this season interesting than i have previous okay. seasons because i never really liked luther i was like uh kind of like yeah like diego yeah for me you know just kind of eh. but this season i liked him way more and allison was way down the, the chain Woo! uh and and victor I, yeah I, I like how they handled that i love how they handled it yeah just like done you know didn't yeah. have to make it a big deal it's always yeah. been me who i am yeah. i feel like it's always been who i am okay well, 
And I love how the brothers are just like, all right, cool. Cool. And then they just, everyone started calling him Victor. Yep. And, and I'm telling you, he has just, and there's now a, because of what Ezra has done, there's this whole petition to replace Ezra Miller with Paige. Oh, dude. I think Elliot would make a great Barry Allen. That would be huge, dude. It would be so good. Dude, I'm on board with that. I love that idea. Like, where do I sign? How many Same. can I sign? <laughs> oh, dude, I'd be there. I would be there instantly. That would Absolutely. be so good. It'd be so dude, good. Uh, I love Elliot Page. And Elliot's not going to cause crap. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't yet, so I don't think you have to worry about it. Um, I really liked the addition of the Sparrow Academy and that dynamic. I loved that we got to see a different version of Ben, and he's getting to actually play a little bit with a different character christopher oh my god (laughs) i can't wait for the pop of christopher (laughs) calm down christopher yeah you tell me it's like now you've upset christopher now you've upset christopher maddie's least favorite character was the the raven girl the the yeah very odd dude i i gotta look it up now because i can't remember but the guy that played like the blobby number four number four thing yeah he was somebody like oh he was on degrassi i don't know if you watched really i did yeah he was the guitar guy on degrassi okay um but a lot of a lot of the sparrow academy aside from ben we i looked at their imdb there's not a whole lot in their background this is like a lot of their first big contract, big thing, um, mm-hmm. especially Sloan and the girl who spits the toxin. Spits the, yeah. Yeah, the like hallucinogenic toxin. Um, this is like their first big thing. Uh, and I always think that's great. I, I love when shows like this blow people's careers up. Um, I also loved the fact that um, Luther's number one's real life wife played Klaus's mom in, in an episode. Um, that's actually number one's real life wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And also, did you know that Allison's married to David Diggs? Yes. They I met did know that actually. While they were in both in the cast of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. She was in Hamilton. I did not know that. How that? Yeah, I think I did know that. Slipped my mind too. How that just kind of sounds familiar. Under the radar. But I thought it was a great season. I uh, can't wait to see what season four comes with. The the insanity that ensued in the finale. I'll be interested to see what a reset timeline looks like. A reset universe. Some somebody is to mess something up but yes i know like now the dad hargreaves is like is running some sort of empire or like something. So, he's like lex luther pretty much yeah they don't have their powers what happens how does that ensue how does that affect diego because we know that diego is like batman like what will he be like just being diego without the powers and the vigilanteism 
it's all very exciting. I really enjoy the Umbrella Academy. Do we know when, if we're getting more? Technically, they haven't officially announced season four yet. Netflix hasn't officially announced it. But it's pretty understood that they're at least getting five. Because back during season one or two, I can't remember, Netflix has had uh, somebody at Netflix said that they Blackman has got a five season plan at least and blah, blah, blah. Like I told you a couple weeks ago, five seasons is kind of the new thing, yeah. uh, at least. So we'll see what were uh, what were your, some of your favorite um, OMG moments? I can't remember. I can tell you three of mine. Oh, I'll please do. First. One. Harlan coming back as an old man. Ah, uh, that was a good one. In a very powerful form. Two, the the anomaly literally sucking people into it and just just like dissolving them basically. And the fact that Lila and Diego's little kid that they've been kind of keeping and blah blah blah, it happens to him right in front of them while he's drinking a slushy. I thought that was insane and brutal. And five snapping robot mom. First off, her performance this season, she was terrifying. Robot mom was terrifying this season. Grace. Grace was scary. She got all cult-like with that anomaly and like then like tried to kill them all from shutting it down and stuff. It was just, it was just great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Also, the bellhop, the guy behind the desk. I forgot about that guy. He was death in Supernatural. <laughs> the horseman, death. Which season? What episode? Uh, he How many shows minutes? up in five and sticks around for about five or six seasons. Oh, wow. Okay. It's actually one of Maddie's favorite characters. He's fantastic in Supernatural. I'll get there. He's so creepy. He's got one of the best entrances in the show, other than Castiel. He's got one of the best character entrances, how you first meet him. Because he actually enters to uh, a more candlelight, haunting female version of, oh, death, oh, oh. death. It's okay. great. He's driving this big white Cadillac down the road. Oh, it's so good. It's chills. What about you? Final thoughts, Umbrella Academy, season three. I think um, out of all of the big things that we've had this summer, while I really enjoyed Umbrella Academy, it's probably at the bottom of my list. That's that's not because uh, there was anything wrong with it. It just did not pull me in the same way that Stranger Things and Obi-Wan and, and all the other big things uh, yeah. this summer have done. Uh, but I did like it. Uh, season one is still my number one uh, favorite of, of Umbrella Academy. If they make more, obviously, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a good show. Absolutely. Moving on. The rest oh, of the world oh, oh, oh. has been rocked. Oh, my this past goodness. week. Rocked to its core. Something we I... never thought would <sighs> ever happen. It's like one of those things that, you know, one day something like this is going to happen, right? Like, you know, everybody dies one day. Now Vince is 77 years old. One day Vince McMahon's going to die. And then what's WWE going to look like? But he ain't ever going to retire. He's not going to just quit. Right. 
Wow. And here we are. Vince McMahon on Friday, conveniently after the stock market had closed for the weekend, announces uh, that he's decided it's time to retire after 40 years of uh, bringing the WWE content to our TV screens every week. And uh, here we are, you know, uh, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are co-CEOs of the company. Triple H has uh, stepped in as the uh, head of talent relations. We've got Bruce Pritchard running creative. Look, if you liked the way that things were happening uh, at WWE creatively, it's going to change. If you did not like the way that things were going with the WWE creatively, it's going to change. Uh, listen, I think overall, look for creative, the, the creative side of things, this is a good thing. Yes. Because now, like Eric Bischoff was talking about, I heard today, he was like, look, now, like, because everything has to go through Vince. There's talent lined up, you know, outside his door to give him ideas or to talk about things. So, like, they'll spend hours getting the show ready five o'clock that day it's about to be showtime conversations have happened vince has changed his mind oh we're going to change everything at the last minute and here's the show and for many many years now it has seemed like there's not this big plan this big overarching story or anything like that there is like we're just getting by week to week but because it's been a habit of most wwe fans for for people like us Basically, since we were kids, Monday nights, we watched Raw. Friday nights, we watched SmackDown or whatever. Not so much for us the past few years, but for a lot of people, that's the routine, right? So, but we've all accepted, like, yeah, it's boring. You know, it's not great. It's not what it used to be. Here and there, we'll get really great moments or really great matches. And the consensus seems to be it's because of Vince McMahon. That very well may be, Okay. And there are a lot of not nice things that are being said about Vince McMahon right now, which, let's be honest, is probably the reason that this has happened. Okay. And if those things are true, which none of us are going to be, frankly, surprised if they are true, right? But we weren't there, okay? But if they're true, then hopefully now they're, they've stopped. Hopefully there'll be some justice that comes to this. And, you know, we can try to move forward from that now beyond that you know that's not an excuse or an out for anything that Vince McMahon the, the man might have done to celebrate the fact oh, Vince McMahon's done ha 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 yes whatever I'm not gonna be a part of that okay while I am looking forward to hopefully a uh, bright future for the WWE where there's going to be new possibilities and, and things are going to change, hopefully for the better. I can't deny the fact that a huge part of my life and my fandom and countless hours of entertainment and just like imagination for, for me and for you as well. And us together, a lot of our found uh, a lot of the foundation of our friendship is based on professional wrestling. Yeah. Vince McMahon is the reason for that. Vince McMahon was doing this before I was born, and this has been his life's purpose. Now, has he made some really terrible, questionable decisions, even just creatively? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but the fact remains that he is, he's the head of this thing. He's the reason that we've had all of this for all these years. And a lot of those people who are like celebrating that, you know, all these terrible things are happening and this, the misfortune that he's facing, which granted deserved or not. Right. They forget the fact that they've had all this because of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Okay. So I am grateful for Vince McMahon and, and the many, many years of entertainment that we have had because of this, uh, because of him. And uh, I'm looking forward to what happens next. Yeah. What are your thoughts? We wish him luck on all of his future endeavors. <laughs> Vince McMahon is all elite. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to walk out next week on, on AEW. <laughs> be like, oh, could you imagine? This is when he reveals that he actually does secretly own AEW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The world would implode. What do you think? I mean, we really I mean, thought I, this day would never come. Who, I, could, who could have ever imagined? I, I wouldn't have told you. I'd have told you he'd die first. You know? Right. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of of the same mind where, like, I'm not going to just, like, constantly tweet and vocalize, like, ding dong, the witch is dead. Um type mentality because you know like you said we've had wf slash wwe for this many years because of events yeah and if you're a wcw fan wcw would not have happened if it weren't for vince man ted turner called him up and said hey i'm gonna go in the pro wrestling business and i'm gonna compete with you that's the whole reason that wcw was was created or, or was put on turner networks uh, TNA, all of these things. This no, this style of wrestling exists. This is because of Vince McMahon. Absolutely, you wouldn't have AEW, ROH, Impact, any of those things without what Vince McMahon created. Right, and because of that, I am thankful. But as we have mentioned before, if all these allegations hold true, won't be shocked. Um, he's a rich, powerful man. He's a rich, powerful white old man i would not be shocked if he was scandalous abusing that power abusing that power and that money not at all um but i am extremely as you said extremely excited to see what h and steph and all them have in store for us because at its height at nxt's height and best that it's ever been h was in charge yeah i trust in Triple H because he knows the business as a performer. And even though Vince McMahon was a character and yes, he's held some titles and he actually got in the ring. H knows more honestly of being a performer. And he's a little more in touch with reality. Yes. But yeah, you know, it's really interesting because Eric Bischoff mentioned as well that the same date that Vince announced his retirement was also the date however many years ago when he was uh, announced uh, that he wasn't guilty in the steroid trials. And that was a big deal because man, if he was guilty, he was going to federal prison for that stuff. Right. And there's a lot of evidence that shows that like this whole thing was sort of a witch hunt. Like they did really just want to want to get after him. Um, But whatever, back then he fought. He fought this whole thing. Now he's stepping down. He's retiring and he's not 
putting up the fight. What's different? Yeah. Well, one thing that's different is now it's a publicly traded company. So had it been just him, you know, he could still do whatever he wants. But when you've got shareholders and you've got a board of directors and you've got um, you know people who sponsor. Yeah. You know, not great. Not great. So I think that this was uh, for the best. Again, I'm not I'm not. I'm not celebrating that Vince is gone. I, I, I think creatively it's going to be a good thing. Yes. But yeah. you know what? Even if he did these horrible things and all that stuff, and, I, and like I said, I hope there's justice, whatever. Thanks. Thank you, Vince. Thanks you know? for the memories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Like, imagine having worked there for all these years, and and there's Vince McMahon sitting at Gorilla, you know, every day for everything. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. Everything runs through Vince and it's Vince, Vince, Vince. And now it's like, that's done. He's not, he's not there anymore. He's we're never going to see him on TV ever again. Most well, often. it's like, despite the fact that there are people who have issues with him, some of these employees of his, they still put out heartfelt comments about him. thank yous, you know, montage packages, you know, Live, Live Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bailey, like all these people that, you know, have also said like, you know, I'm a little upset here and there about creative and in fact, they're not, you know, Dolph Ziggler, like Dolph Ziggler, who his best promo of his life was with The Miz when he said, you know, sometimes the things you love don't love you back and you give and you give and you give and you give and you, give and you don't. That promo still to this day, if I see it, it, it just gives me, but even they're like, thank you. We love you. Um, thank you for what you've done for me. And some of them have probably strongly disliked the guy before. But they're still saying thank you. Because they know without Vince McMahon, they wouldn't be where they are. So the book is closing on Vince McMahon. Uh, I can't imagine that he's going to be one to just go and retire and sit on the porch and or go hang out on the yacht or anything like that. So or, or can you imagine like Vince McMahon going to the grocery store or can you imagine Vince McMahon going to a movie theater and like sitting down and watching a movie and a, like, could you imagine that? That'd be so weird. He no. says, I could never see that happen. No. So, you know, like you said, good luck, Vince, and all your future endeavors. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, e- even though that book is closing, what a weird time it is because SummerSlam is happening this weekend, and your boys are going to be there live and in person. In Nashville, and- Tennessee. Nash-, Nash Vegas. Uh, And, you know, like, we don't really keep up a whole lot with the modern product, right? That's why we don't really cover it so much unless there's some big news. We don't talk about it here on 30 nerdy. Uh, so we're going to just review the card. I can't tell you much about what I know about this storyline wise, because as I said, I'm not following along, um, but before we do that, if you do want to follow more wrestling news, uh, two, pl- two places, I highly recommend that is the Ocho Doro Parlay Hour podcast and the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Those two have been covering everything coming out of the WWE the last few weeks. Fantastic. Always up to date. Absolutely. So go check those two podcasts out. So let's talk the card. We're going to be there. Excited. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm just going to start from the bottom. This is according to Wikipedia. 
we have the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, uh, possibly with Rhea Ripley, it says. I don't know if she'll be there or not. Versus uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio in a no DQ tag team match. How much that ad shows up? I would love that. One, Especially no DQ. Is it a gimmick? Did they really turn on him? Or was it a, a, a faux thing that they did to trick everybody? Or does the rated R superstar return? I don't know. Or does Dominic finally turn on his father? And join the Judgment Day? Yeah. Wouldn't hate it. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to even go so far as to pick winners and all this stuff. Because, oh. honestly, dude, I just don't know. But uh, here's what we're going to see, though. Logan Paul versus The Miz. I imagine Logan Paul will win. I guess he's so, a I mean, guy. The celebrities always seem to, to win. And if you're against The Miz, right. the, Miz, the Miz is not going to be the good guy. Oh, okay. Uh. Hometown girl, Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, defending against Becky Lynch. A rematch from SummerSlam last year. Oh, no. You know, if you remember that match, Becky showed up. They did the handshake. It was like a six-second match or 12-second match or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know? Might be a nice little ending for it to be a similar ending. Bianca just done. Yeah. Just KO. Sends her to the bottom. What do you think? Yeah, I think they've got to do some different stuff with Becky. I think she's got to fall further. And I think she has to go to SmackDown. Post-pregnancy, Becky Lynch has been a great run, though. Not yeah. really probably as good as Becky Two Belts and the man and all that, but pretty dang close. This has been a great run. Uh, so kudos to her. Uh, next, we got Riddle versus Seth Rollins. I have no idea what this uh, match is about or why or anything, but I'm sure it'll be great. Probably I wish that favorite. Riddle would wear some dang shoes. <laughs> <laughs> For the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, defending champion Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Oh, boy. Um, I know you're, you're, you're big on Liv Morgan. Yeah. I like even, her. Even I when like she her. was in that. Uh, trio, I loved her because she was very uh, right squad. When she yeah. was in the right squad, I loved her. Uh, with the she'd always have a sucker and her tongue would be a different color every night. I love Liv. Mm -hmm. I love, I love quirky characters. And she's definitely she's a, a fan favorite. Yeah, and yeah. she's a worker. She's a good worker. So I, I think that I hope that WWE has seen that we don't want. Ronda as a champion. It didn't and really. We work. don't want Ronda as a full time star. When she first showed up a few years ago, like her debut, like at the end of that pay per view, I was like, hell yeah, because I loved Ronda Rousey in the UFC. But man, she's boring. Mm hmm. And I yeah, hate it. Good. I hate that it did not transfer well for her because she is a bad woman. I mean, she's I, tough. I just – I don't know how they can believably make Liv Morgan beat Ronda Rousey. Like, there's going to have to be some 
yeah. sort of Somebody's you know, something to interfere. I just Maybe. don't see it being just like a clean one, two, three, you know. I'm we'll also see. extremely Maybe I'm prepared for it to become a triple threat and Charlotte Flair show up and win the damn belt again and screw him <laughs> over. And you know what? The queen is back. Boop, boop, boop. You could I'm, be right. I, actually. Would be shocked. I would laugh. Probably I would laugh. Uh, uh, in honor, in honor of her father's last exactly. match tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow she'll be. be at the match with the title on her. Yeah. I could totally yeah. see it. You're, pull you know some what? Shit like that. Maybe. All right, uh, for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, Jay and Jimmy Uso versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford with special Street Profits, special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. I lo- what brought him? Oh, Nashville. Never mind. I think he's also in the Ric Flair match. I think that. Is it time to dethrone the the bloodline? A no. little bit. Okay. Well, it depends. It depends. If Roman is going to keep the title, then no, because I want them. I, I want more of them as a group, which doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen because I think Roman has like twelve appearances on his contract this year. So I could see it not being the case. But there's also a lot of talk that it's time for Montez Ford to be elevated to another level. Oh, you know, so I agree. And they've, the same time. they've been together for a long time. Ford you know, the same, same gimmick, same everything for like a long time. Do you want the new day to break up? That's a very good point. Um, no, I don't. But also, there's been a lot of break time in the in the new day. Like they're not really together right now, you know, That's with Big E being out and stuff. That's I don't know, man. I, I it's a really good point. Um, I, I mean, I, I like, like the street, street profits, profits but they're they're both very talented. But you can definitely see that Montez is is just a step above in that athleticism. That's exciting. And Montez is great on the mic. Yeah. So good. Uh, for the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley defending against Theory. Lashley. I would assume Lashley, but you never know. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. So here's the story on that. I do know that because I am a football guy pretty heavily. They were on the Colts together. They were like best friends. They were on the uh, Colts okay. together played for the Indianapolis Colts. So they're like close in real life. So this is like that dream match scenario. This is like if I went to the WWE and you became a ref for the WWE and like they, we started working and all that, blah, 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 blah. And somewhere down the line, something put us in the ring against each other. How come you're not the ref? Because you always say, I want to be a ref. I want to be a ref once. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's gonna be cool to see Pat McAfee though, dude. Um, and I bet they'll have a, that theme song. I'll be fine. Oh, you will. <laughs> I bet they'll have a great time too. Oh, I bet it'll be fun. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, finally, main event. Which there was some speculation about this earlier this week, but there was. 
a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Brock Lesnar, who, by the way, is in the main event here at SummerSlam 2022, was also in the main event of 2002's SummerSlam 20 years ago, where he defeated Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Also, 20 years ago, on the day we're recording this, Rey Mysterio debuted in the WWE. Hey, wow. Yeah. My goodness. So, this last, like, this summer has been, like, Orton, Cena, and Ray's 20 years. Okay, 20 years for them. And this is also the year Triple H retires, The Undertaker retires and goes in the Hall of Fame, Vince McMahon retires. Wow. What a year. Truly. The so end. I'm excited to see this. There was talk earlier, like when Brock Lesnar heard uh, Vince was out, he was not happy and he was not going to show up. But uh, cooler heads prevailed, I guess. And yeah. thank the Lord he showed up and saved us from having a Goldberg replacement. <laughs> um, very, very thankful for that. <laughs> Who would have thought <laughs> six years ago, if you'd have said, thank God we get to see Brock Lesnar over Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> said josh what are you smoking at least it's cowboy brock you know that's true that's true oh thank god brock said he'd fight so we don't have to see bill goldberg was was he cowboy brock at day one yeah which wasn't that also roman reigns match oh dude this is like roman brock seven we i saw roman and brock in uh at wrestlemania 31 oh california Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fighting for like seven Forever. years. Forever. <laughs> this is like the seventh or like eighth. Like Rock and Austin, Orton and Cena <laughs> type thing. It's like never ending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I've got Roman on that one. I, I don't know because um, here's the thing, man. And Logan and I sort of had this little uh, disagreement. We all want to see Roman versus The Rock. Yeah. And they're going to Hollywood next year for WrestleMania. Why not? I would argue that that match does not need the title. Now, would it not be epic? And, like, if you think about the old days, the biggest match should feature the title. That should be a part of the story, right? Yes, I totally understand that. I'm just thinking realistically, reality, to promote that match, you don't need a title. The title can be used to promote and build somebody else for that show, which is a big show. It's WrestleMania. When you're bringing in such a huge audience, you already got them when you got The Rock and Roman Reigns going last. Okay. Don't you want to put eyes on other people featuring your title to give it that legitimacy, right? For business purposes, they don't need the title. So I can see Brock beating Roman and Theory doing the cash-in. Which I think is probably what everybody's expecting. But the situation we're in, Brock Lesnar's not going to be a full-time guy, especially with Vince not in the picture. And Roman, we know, is going to be very limited over the next several months. Why? 
Have we heard why? I don't know unless it's he's trying to venture into Hollywood a little early. Uh, so your school of thought. Um, so Punk's argument was even though he was the champion, he wasn't main eventing WrestleMania. Right. His match, even though it was for the belt, was not technically a main event match. The main events that night were two untitled matches. That's why he was so angry. What Logan is saying is it should have the title. Yeah. And what you're saying is it should. Um, well, what are you going to do? Have The Rock become the champion and be there every week? No, of course not. No, it'll be like when he won it from Punk. He won't be there every week. But he'll be a champ. It'll, it'll and you think... I mean, you think we've, we've had Brock he, there as the champion, not there every week. And that's horrible. So why not do it with Rock? You think that Rock is going to want to do any sort of thing like that uh, with Vince out of the picture, too? Wouldn't he want his last match to be against his family? And if it's his last match, probably he ain't going to win. I mean, to be honest, I don't care either way if there's a title or if there's not a title. I just think that if you don't do it this year, then the only other place I could see it happening is like hometown type thing. And they didn't go down the road that I was hoping for with the bloodline and like bringing in the women and like Tamina or Naya and Naomi. Yeah. Of course, that that boat's already sailed or that ship sailed already. Anyway, but, order. Yeah, we're not gonna get that. I really wanted that. Um, but like, who's left for for Roman to to have matches with, right? To conquer. Who's left? Like he's he's already beaten everybody. So there's really nobody left. How can they sustain a longer title run with Roman at this point? That's true. That's a very good so point. So I, I just don't see that it be, continuing. It'd be really crazy to be there to get to see the night Roman loses in Nashville. It'd be crazy. What, what a time to be uh, showing up for a big event at WWE weeks after uh, the big boss has stepped down and – you know, the new sheriffs are in town and everything's going to just everything's going to be so different, hopefully. And plus, apparently, the, the Monday night show is going to go back to TV 14 rating. Yeah, apparently. So yeah. I'm hoping to, to close out everything the day after. Could you imagine getting to be there the day? Like I thought I had. I thought at WrestleMania 24. Me and Logan had seen Ric Flair's last match because that's what we were told. Yeah. But to know, the Sunday after SummerSlam, he is officially wrestling his last match. He was cleared by the doctors Dr. Pepper, Dr. Seuss, Dr. Strange, you know, all the doctors that should clear Ric Flair who shouldn't be in the ring in the first place. The man really is going to die in the ring on Sunday. My, dude. Um, the man is 73 years old, and he's very stubborn, and uh, he, uh, he's he been working really hard. Um, it's, it's such a shame that we're going to be in Nashville that day, but we have to go back home because we have to go back to the real world the next day. Like, I got school starting and everything. Because I, I would love to be there. I would love to be there for this match. 
Uh, but it's going to be Ric Flair uh, and his son-in-law Andrade versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And have you seen any of the documentary that they've been doing about Ric Flair's last match? Uh, no, but I have seen Jay Lethal fight Ric Flair and do impressions of Ric Flair. And it's okay. Fun. So I'm going to go ahead. If you're a wrestling fan and I need, I need you and I need Logan, if you haven't to check this out, the storyline that they're going with for this Ric Flair match is some of the most riveting, compelling professional wrestling storytelling that I have seen in a very, very long time. Really? Because they're doing this whole documentary of Rick getting ready for the match and they're talking to all these people and Jay Lethal was interviewed in it and all that stuff. Second episode starts the conflict because Jay Lethal wants to be a part of the, the big show. And Rick basically was like, hey, I respect you, but I, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, uh, you're not, it's not going to happen. So he feels slighted, right? Ric Flair has this big press conference. Jeff Jarrett's there. Jeff Jarrett has been like helping organize all these big events because he's like the ambassador to Nashville. And he's, you know, so he's doing all this stuff for Rick. And Rick like makes this big joke at the press conference and sort of disrespects Jeff Jarrett. Well, Rick is leaving the press conference and here comes Jay Lethal and confronts Rick and just punches him right in the gut. And you hear Rick saying, oh, no, no, my surgery. My head's my surgery. He's wailing on him. Jeff Jarrett comes out, tries to break it up. Stop, stop. The drama, dude. So good. Finally, Rick blesses out Jeff Jarrett. He's like, I never liked you. I never respected you. I never liked your old man. F you, Jarrett. And so then Jeff starts wailing on him. He takes uh, 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 his wife's shoe, Karen Jarrett, and they start smacking Ric Flair in the head with the shoe, busts him open. You can hear Rick saying, oh, no, that's the hard way. It's the hard way, which means the hard way of getting blood. And uh, they just leave him laying there in, his, in the blood. And then uh, the next episode of the documentary is going to be the contract signing. Ooh. And then the match will be next week. So it is, what is, what is really good. What is this documentary good. on? The lastmatch.com. You can probably just find it on YouTube. Uh, the third episode should be out at this point. Uh, this wow. is Monday. So it should be out. I'm going to go watch it here pretty soon. Um, Dude, it's great. Like, obviously, it's a work, but it makes it suspends the reality a little bit. It, you suspend your disbelief and you're like, oh, my God. Plus, Ric Flair's 73 years old and he's getting busted open and it's great. And, and Jeff Jarrett uh, does a podcast with Conrad Thompson, Ric Flair's other son-in-law. And they, you know, they they kind of went along with it on the show. He was like, you know, Conrad's like. I'm here because we've got sponsors who've paid for advertisements. So we're going to be professional. We're going to do a show, but I'm not happy to be here. And Jeff, they do a whole like hour just shooting on Jeff talking about how Ric Flair's is a disgrace and he's a functioning alcoholic and or an active alcoholic. And it's great. It's, I highly wow. recommend it. Uh, it's called uh, my world with Jeff Jarrett. Last episode, Ric Flair. Wow. You should check it out, dude. They do such a great job. And the whole thing's pretty much improv. So great storytelling. Um, I'm going to definitely order the pay-per-view on Fight, the Fight app, Absolutely. and I'm going to watch it. So Absolutely. Everything we've talked about has been huge this summer, right? The wrestling, the Netflix stuff. But San Diego Comic-Con has been happening this past week. And you know that's the time where nerds all over the world are united watching 
what's happening. San Diego's the center of the universe in that moment, right? Absolutely. And boy, did we get some huge announcements. Absolutely. And we are going to get to those announcements when we return the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our king snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey, our local favorite vodka, and even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice, whether it be Richard's damn good gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind the scenes features, new deals, and our always fan favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now we do have two locations here in Sevierville, one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. And we're back, and we are back with a lot. <laughs> so uh, it's been a while since we've taken two commercial breaks in an episode. This is like, well, hey, we said nerd get what do we call it? Nerd ganza, nerd extravaganza. Nerd- yeah. What a thing! So, which is actually a nerd word in itself, nerd extravaganza. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, a, a cacophony of different topics in one episode. And there's, you your, have, there's your impromptu nerd word. If you have too many nerds, nerdstraganzas, nerdstravaganza, nerdstravaganzas, it could create a nerd explosion <laughs> or 
or a nerd apocalypse, if you will. So, SDCC was this past weekend, and there's a lot to unpack. First off, uh, let's get the sadness out of the way. Also, this past week, we lost a legend in the comic book world. Alan Grant. Mm -hmm. Man. Everyone who is anyone, and even if you aren't a comic book reader, I guarantee you you picked up an Alan Grant comic book at some point in your life. Or you've seen the imagery of that, that he's, he's created. Yeah. Um, this is a big death in our comic book world. Every artist's death in the comic book world is big because they've made such impact. Uh, whether they did only one issue or a thousand issues. Um, because you're immortalized. In the lines that you drew and you create the characters you brought to life with your color and artistry. Alan Grant's a name up there that is kind of one of the measuring sticks in the comic book world. Uh, great ones like Victor Zaz, Lobo, Batman. I mean, legendary names. He brought Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Uh, Victor Zaz, I don't know if you said that one yeah. the Ventriloquist mm. uh, We lost a legend And it's 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 very sad Seems but to, to be happening a lot lately Absolutely it yeah. really is. But he's going to live on Within all of the issues that he created And worked Absolutely. Yeah. And all the eyes that read And see his stuff uh, he's he's immortalized. So rest in peace, Alan Grant. And thank you for everything you gave us in your time as an artist. Obviously, everyone's talking about SDCC this past weekend. And the big one that we might as well lead off with is Marvel showed up again. Hey, man, you said yourself Marvel dropped the mic. Dropped. At uh, Comic-Con. So... <clears throat> Let's go ahead and just start with the continuation of the MCU, the next phases, right? Yes. So we're in the middle of phase four right now. We're, we're nearing the end of phase four, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. But we have phase five announced. And first of all, they're calling this second half, this phases uh, four, five, and six, they're calling it the multiverse saga. Yes. We had the infinity saga. Now we've got the multiverse saga. Phase five is going to kick off with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Wasp Quantumania. And we're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, the Marvels, and Blade. All of that's going to be next year. Then the following year, Captain America, New World Order, and Thunderbolts. <clears throat> and that's not to mention the shows that we're going to get. Now, the shows, we're going to get a What If Season 2. And apparently the folks who made it to the uh, Marvel animation uh, panel, they showed a whole episode of season two. And it was like Captain Carter meeting uh, Winter Soldier as somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah. Echo. Loki season two. Stoked for that. Yes. Ironheart. Agatha Coven of Chaos. And the big one. Daredevil Born Again with Charlie Cox coming back. We're also going to get Vincent Denario as Kingpin. Like 16, 17, 18 episodes. 18 episodes. Wow. Crazy. Exciting. So, phase four, they said, 
uh, is going to end with Wakanda forever. We got a big trailer, a heart-wrenching trailer, a beautiful tribute at SDCC for Chadwick, um, our king. Uh, and we got some glimpse, glimpses of Namor in the trailer. Mm-hmm. He looks awesome. We got some glimpses of somebody in a Black Panther suit. We don't know who. We can only assume that it quite possibly is the sister taking on the mantle. We don't know. Or a multiverse panther. We don't know. Yeah. All I can say is I can't wait. Uh, we had the the fortune of interviewing a PA from the movie a couple months ago. Uh, so we're very excited. He got us excited. And this trailer just got me even more excited. And I, I got to tell you, man, uh, I had tears during the trailer just because we're here. We didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, we're going to get to see what happens. And yeah, and how they pay homage. And, and it's coming soon. Very soon. Yeah. Uh, as for phase five, I'm stoked. I'm interested in New World Order, where they take Captain America. One thing I, I do want to say, I have some qualms with some of you fans out there. I have seen so many videos, man, of here's how Steve Rogers could return in Captain America 4. Shut up. Steve no. is gone. Let it go. He's done. And he had a beautiful story. Captain America. That is Captain America. Steve Rogers had a beautiful story. He got to be the hero and he got to live the quiet life with the woman that he loved. He got to do both. I kind of wishy-washy about that ending, but he left his two traumatized friends to go dance with a girl he kissed one time. So I don't know. Feel it just depends on how you look at it. <laughs> they were happy for him, I guess. But they already saved Sam the world together. Wilson is Captain America. Yeah, we he don't is. need Steve back. We have Captain America. Yeah. Get over it. He gone, as they say. <laughs> he gone. So, and that's my that's my rant. Uh, so as for some of the other ones, you said Blade. Yeah. So excited. Um, looking forward to the uh, Agatha Disney Plus show because she was a great part of WandaVision. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Loki awesome. season two, I'm stoked about. You know, the Marvels. We haven't talked a lot about Miss Marvel, but pretty Let's talk cool. a little bit about pretty cool what show. The show. I loved it. I did too, man. Yeah, it really liked it. In my top three of the shows we've been given. Um, I can't say that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I loved the cinematography. I loved the the comicness of it. It was very, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was very Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah. I love the character of Kamala Khan. I love how they've introduced her, and in the finale, they dropped the M word. And and that that uh, post credit scene with uh, with Brie Larson showing up <laughs> in her room there. Yeah, it's like yeah. what what happened? Did Good setup places. We're going to find out uh, next summer. We're going to know all about it. So exciting. Uh, Just okay. Like just in the, like a year from now, when we're doing the show, we will already have at this point next year, 
Ant-Man, Secret Invasion, Guardians 3, Echo, Loki Season 2, and the Marvels will be hitting around this time. Good Lord. All this stuff coming. And we're finally getting to that big connection, overarching story. Ah, I, I can't wait. Dude, I'm telling you, when Marvel shows up to Hall H, they show up. Yes, they do, my friend. And it's kind of like, what else are you going to do for D23 on the Marvel aspect of this? Well, we're going to get the cast announcement of the Fantastic Four. I cannot wait. We may have to do like a emergency, you know, discussion. <laughs> watch. Yeah, we got to do something like that. Because the last time they did the, the Disney Expo, we got wow. a lot. whole lot of stuff. <laughs> so now, phase six. The Fantastic Four movie, November 8th, 2024. And we're going to get returning Avengers titles. Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, May 2nd, 2025. And I'm assuming it's going to be this big, epic ending, big cliffhanger. Kind of like what we got before Endgame, where we're like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens. That's what I'm hoping for. But we'll find out in Avengers Secret Wars on November 7th, 2025. So that same year, we got we got two years and almost two and a half years, buddy. And, We're going to uh, be almost 37 geez. when Phase 6 ends. Wow. <laughs> Think about that. We're going to have to start wow. thinking about title. By the time that Phase 6 ends... We're going to have to start pre-planning, like, what are we going to call this show if we last till 40? Nothing rhymes with 40, so we, we probably got to change it. Like, instead of 40 and something, it'll have to just be something a, a totally different. Name. after 30. After 30 and nerdy. After 30 and nerdy. Post 30. Post 30 and nerdy. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> or just oh. reboot the title and be like... The podcast formerly known as yeah there we go i like that too but Uh, other than the phases like we're also getting um the marvel zombies show it's going to be the first entire show a mature rated show and like they can do the mature stuff we got deadpool and deadpool 2 and logan dropped on disney plus last week which it's in and of itself, that's pretty huge. This is like the Disney oh. Channel showing Deadpool, right? Yeah, these are rated R movies. Uh, the Spider-Man cartoon, uh, freshman year, going to be like the the early stages of Spider-Man, and it's already been they've already ordered a second season, sophomore year, because it technically is supposed to lead into Homecoming, right, or yes. Civil War. Like it's supposed to lead into, right. Before Ned's his best friend. Like, what does he do to catch Tony Stark's attention? You know? Yes. How did like he that. get bit by the radioactive spider if Oscorp doesn't exist? Uh, Oscorp will exist because Norman and Harry Osborn are going to be characters on the show. Really? Yes, sir. We also got some uh, little updates on the X-Men cartoon Yay! that we're going to get. Magneto, my boy Magneto, is going to be leading the, the group, which is sort of how the old series ended off. Yeah, uh, Charles left Earth. Yeah, he had to leave uh, because he had some sort of sickness. So he was yeah. taken to like the Shi'ar Empire or something. Yeah. So, you know, we really need to do a watch through of this, the animated series 
uh if we can seven shows we up. can yeah if we can try to squeeze it in before that happens because uh, there's you know i remember a lot of it but a lot of it i don't so that, that's uh I especially remember a lot of season one yeah i remember a lot of the last season two actually i'm i'm extremely excited they dropped the the team and you know a lot of the originals are back the original team but they also have some additions I think like Bishop and Cable are going to be on the team, okay. uh, two future people. So that'll be interesting. Um, I want to say Dassler's being added. I think okay. I can't remember who the additions were, but the original team is back, pretty much. Are they going to add Kitty Pride or? I, I could I can't remember. Okay. Uh, all I remember seeing is a picture of the original team with Magneto leading in a new suit. So, so big things coming uh, down the Marvel line, which obviously everybody's soaked about. Uh, but you know, even though the DC side of things, it's it's not quite as epic. We still got some good stuff let's, coming. Let's stop here. Where Marvel dropped the mic, DC picked it up and went, "We can sing karaoke too." <laughs> we would okay. like to sing "Happy Birthday." Interesting. Enough. Whereas Marvel sang mm, a beautiful ballad. DC picked up and sang happy birthday at karaoke. Uh, Marvel did Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. And DC, and, and DC did and tequila. Exactly. That's the comparison. You know, but it's, I was it's not so bad. let down, dude. Like. <sighs> so we're, we're like, this is Hall H. At San Diego Comic-Con. So you first off, you drop the news that there are no plans. Yeah. Shutting down the Snyderverse movement, pretty much. Like Jim Lee was who actually shut down the Snyderverse. One guy we thought was on our side said, no, there are no plans. So drop it. You've, got, you've been working on Blue Beetle, Aquaman 2. You've got the Joker 2, the Batman 2. You could have brought any news from any of those four. But you brought Shazam and Black Adam and some cartoon stuff. All of which is what they do best. They're animated movies. Their animated world, dude, is what they do best. Yeah. Why can't they just take this? You're doing great stuff over here. Can you do great stuff over here too? Or do you think you're doing great stuff over here when you're really not? We have had the DC, DCEU conversation probably a dozen times or more on this show alone, right? Like we know how we feel about it. We wanted more parts of it we really enjoy and a lot of it really stands out in a good way. And a lot of it was just really blue, you know? And I think for WB, it's like, you know, we made some money. We would have liked to have made a lot more. Uh, also, we're going to try really hard to just play catch up to Marvel rather than do things at their own pace, do things their own way, and bring in some cohesiveness like Zack Snyder, right? And then slowly get to that in their own way. It's like maybe for them it wasn't enough. Like we got to try to compete with Disney, which – if that's your mindset, you need to be, you need to, instead of compete, you need to be an alternative, right? And 
it just didn't really hit the mark. That's why there's nothing for them to really say or announce because they don't know what they're going to do or where they're going to be at this point. It's like Snyder was so ready to be there, Feige, but no, we don't want you. They need a Feige. They don't have one. But look, man, like Black Adam, I think we need to make sure we do an IMAX for that. Like, yeah, we got to support our boy, The Rock, and he's worked on this movie for like five years. He's put everything into it and we need to support it. And I hope that it is just epic. I hope it's, you know, he showed up at Comic-Con in the suit. In full suit, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shazam looks great. I loved the first Shazam. I love Zachary Levi. I'm stoked to see that. And like you said, all the animated stuff, it's always good. So what, like, what did they announce with that is what I want to know. All right. So with the animated stuff, uh, they announced RWBY Justice League. Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. Mm. Legion of Superheroes, which is a DC Universe movie, which will be a crossover. Another DC Universe, Justice League War World. I mean, those are big titles, and they're going to be great. They're going to have a great voice cast, and it's going to be great animation. It's going to be great storylines. And it's like, how can... And I, uh, Batman, I know I complain, man, and it's like, it's a different world. I realize that animation is so different than live action. But I'm talking about the work you put into your animation, the thought, the, the continuity you put into your animation. I mean, you literally, before, um, I guess, technically, uh, World War II was like the epilogue to this like 12 years 24 film connected universe starting with justice league war ending with justice league apocalypse war or justice league dark apocalypse war which i showed you and an epilogue of world war ii where flash rebooted the timeline so you had this 12-year, 24-film connected universe beautifully done with all the same voice actors, characters, even spin-off single movies like, like Batman Bad Blood, mm-hmm. and which, which introduced us to Damien and all that. And it's like, and then down the road, we get Young Justice or uh, Teen Titans versus Justice League which introduces us to the Damien Raven relationship and then blah, blah, blah. And then all that. I was like, how do you do that beautifully? But you can't put the same brain power towards a connected live action world. I just don't get it. I know that's not my expertise or the world I'm in, but if you go back and you listen to Nerdlich, which is season one, episode one, And you listen all the way through here. You can just start to see the steam of me and DC get lower (laughs) and lower and lower. And you can see me slowly dying inside over the last four seasons as we progressively get to where we are now. You can just, I can guarantee you, you just hear the tone drop out of my voice eventually. And we started the show right at the height of end game like right when it was coming you yeah. know so that was like home run yeah. for for me personally dude end game is like the that's the thing that's on the pedestal as far as the whole genre goes 
like oh, yeah. 10 years you lead to this big event and it's the number one thing in the entire freaking world right like that's what you want you have everybody together you've slowly built to this it's this massive crossover 10 years in the making it is on the pedestal and it's like even if you have to tuck your tail between your legs admit your defeat reboot and follow their formula that's not a loss if you've got too much pride whether it's hamada or, or the other snyder or or whatever i don't know if it's jim lee i'm like cut the shit and just do it mm-hmm. like we're we're drowning out here we're we're thirsting for dc content for good connected dc content mm-hmm. you've got some good ones handpicked here and there the suicide squad shazam a good show and peacemaker and Harley and, and, and Harley. All it's like when it's good, it's great. Yeah. But when it's bad, it's terrible. And back to the animated side of things. I don't know if this is a quote from Comic-Con, and I don't know if you've heard this or not, but this is on movieweb.com that I'm reading this. Fan favorite Jensen Ackles has also recently teased another project starring himself as Batman, saying... In fact, I just spent about three and a half hours in the studio yesterday doing uh, doing Batman. That was a big deal. I don't want to drop that ball. So that's a good thing. Yeah. The fact that they've got Jensen, you know, willing to stick around. Smart decision. Smart get. It really was. Um, But, you know, I mean... We'll see Shazam. We'll see Black Adam. I'll I'll see all the animated stuff, and we'll obviously be here talking about it. Yeah. Something else that came out. Never thought I'd I'd see again. Michonne and Rick. Right. Is this movie not happening? Is this what it has become? Yeah, I think what I'm understanding is like originally Andrew Lincoln signed on to do like two or three solo movies. And that was sort of why his character left the show. We've said numerous times we have not kept up with The Walking Dead. I don't know what's going on. I'm like four seasons behind. I'm going to eventually catch up. Well, Fear the Walking Dead's gotten better than And I've seen practically none of that. I think I saw four episodes of season one and then I that was it. So I got a lot of catching up to do. Um, this show is going to be on AMC Plus. Okay. And I've, apparently this is what the movie deal became. And I love Rick. And I love Michonne. So I'd like to see it. It'll be interesting to see if any other characters jump on board. I think they're also doing another spinoff like Tales of the Walking Dead. Or maybe that's already been a thing. And it's, I think uh, college kids. Glenn makes an appearance in that. I mean, it's whatever, man. I mean, I've kind of lost touch with The Walking Dead after so many seasons, and I think it was Ken M. who said it probably two seasons ago, three seasons ago on the ODPH, or actually probably last season. Um, They just stopped taking chances. I agree. Like, they stopped – you stopped worrying – They'll kill these characters, but like it got to the point where, like, well, they're never going to kill Daryl. And, and it was like we didn't get the time to care about the characters. Like, season one, the original gang, 
Dude, I was so invested. Seasons one, two, three, and four, like the prison and the farm and all of that stuff. Like, I was so invested. I don't know if it was you that was with uh, uh, Becky and me uh, watching the big showdown at the prison with the governor. Oh, yeah. But, dude, the moment that the governor, that he got the the blade stabbed through his heart, I stood up and celebrated, right? Like, they, I was all in. Like, they got me. Yeah. And I lost that at some point. Uh, like, it just stopped being fun, and the stakes didn't seem to be as high. And as a fan of the comics, which I didn't even finish those either, but, um, like, the, the threat of Negan, I knew what a big deal that was. And it's like... It was so stretched out and it just like, oh, we're really going to war, guys. We're planning. We're going to go to war. We're going to go to war. And nothing happened. It felt like, you know. So that's how I feel about The Walking Dead. Yeah. But I would love to catch up, that being said, so I can watch the Michonne and Rick show. Yeah. Yeah. Leading into something I'm extremely excited about. One of the last big topics we'll probably talk about. Lord of the Rings, man. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. This show looks so good. I mean, just listen to these cast of characters alone. We're going to get to meet Bronwyn, Young Galadriel, High King Gilgalad, mm-hmm. Elrond, Young Sildor. Elrond, King Durin the Third, Celebrimbor. Yeah, Celebrimbor. Or Celebrimbor, Prince sorry. Fourth, yeah. Isildur. Kella Brimbor is from the games, dude. Yeah. Bro, these names that, that are in this cast list, I'm like, oh, we doing first stage, baby. Lindil. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, some of that stuff that – that juicy, meaty stuff that only gets talked about in the books in the first, like, oh, blah, 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 you know, King Durin's folk. Durin's people. September 2nd is when this is going to drop. Yep. Yeah, it looks great. And they spent like all the money in the world on this thing. So they uh, they really must uh, be putting a lot of faith in it. And I think wasn't it already renewed for a season two or something yeah. like that? So, man. Also, uh, great news out of Wheel of Time uh, that Rafe dropped. Uh, their season two happens this year. Already picked up for season three. Nice. Season Sweet two hasn't even dropped. Uh, and Taylor will be coming on the show next season to talk about Wheel of Time being in the cast, Rafe getting it off the – we hope to have Rafe, but uh, he's covered by a little bit more suits. Like, mm. he has to actually – to talk to him, we'll actually have to, like, go through people. Okay. Where Taylor can just – Do what he wants. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that fantasy world, you know, no disrespect, Dungeons & Dragons actually looks pretty good. Right, it does. Yeah, we should, uh, dude. You know, we only really go to the movies for the superhero things. We should go check out Dungeons and Dragons. We should do that one, March twenty twenty three. Hey, let's do it. Sounds great. We'll Sounds be there. Plan stand. We'll be there. Maybe we'll uh we'll we'll cosplay and roll a d twenty and see how this thing goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see if we wow. can get twenty out of this, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, so much happened. This has been so your nerd straganza, nerd stravaganza, nerd stravaganza of all of the big 
huge, crazy topics. What I feel like I've said this like every other episode uh, for the past year. What a time to be a nerd, my friends. What a time it is. Whether you're a wrestling fan, a movie fan, a TV fan, an anime fan, whatever the case may be, it's just like nerds are running the world, baby. And I love it. And I'm here for it. And we are just, we're so appreciative that those of you uh, who have been fans of the show tune in with us you experience all this stuff with us and part of the whole fun of the show of 30 and nerdy for me is like being in your 30s having a, a life of you know planning weddings having fiancés buying houses having children all this stuff that we're experiencing in the real world and also trying to keep up with this crazy pop culture world that is just a part of of the entire culture, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's just, I love it. And yeah. uh, I can't believe that we're about to wrap up season four at a real a comic convention, hosting the cosplay contest, having a booth, man. Very excited. What a journey it is. What a time to be a nerd. And I'm just, I'm so thankful and I'm just so happy. And it's, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be so fun. You know, from from Umbrella Academy to Stranger Things to, to wrestling to Comic-Cons and all in between. Uh, speaking of Stranger Things, one thing I didn't mention, um, if you are wanting more in-depth, amazing conversation about Stranger Things, uh, the Upside Down podcast, I do listen to that one. Uh, they've had guests from the show. They are based in Atlanta. Um, I believe they've been in a couple of episodes. Um quality stranger things content seriously it's called the upside down po podcast go check it out uh they're they're very kind they're very nice uh I, we talk to each other when we can but they stay busy uh i think their most recent guest uh was one of the hellfire club members uh the kid that was also in the campaign <laughs> I I love yeah. That guy. yeah um but they've had so many guests and and they you can really tell that they know Stranger Things. So if you want more in-depth conversation about Stranger Things, episode by episode, and guests, the Upside Down podcast. Uh, as for that, also, as we said, check out Three Fat Nerds, Ocho Duro, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, East Coast Avengers, all of them. There has been so much conversation about everything going on this summer between cons and shows and all of those, plus us, will get you covered. It's SummerSlam, baby. Uh, the first time that we've ever been to SummerSlam, we've done WrestleMania, we've done Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. We haven't done Survivor Series, but yeah. now we're going to hit SummerSlam, one of the big four. We're very excited. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a big night, and I mean the first big event after Vince McMahon's retirement. You boys are going to be there. We're going to be, maybe we'll do some live reactions to things. Absolutely. I don't know. We're going to, we're just going to have fun with it. It's going to be great. Fun. So if you're a wrestling fan, tune in next week. And then if you're not a wrestling fan, tune in. Cause we always have fun. We have fun here. We do. It's required. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, stay kind to one another. Stay kind to yourselves. Cheers to you nerds. Cheers to you. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Tennessee Legend Distillery, and the Gatlinburg Brewing Company. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is a bad cast company production, founder of the Council of Nerds. 
survive the apocalypse by finding 30 and Nerdy Podcast along with other amazing shows at podchaser.com. Looking for more on the 30 and Nerdy Podcast? Check out the website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. There you'll find our directory. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere in between. To leave a voicemail, you can go to speakpipe.com slash 30andnerdypod. Or you can leave an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time, nerd up or shut up. Cheers to you, nerds. I don't